resources, add a times, pizza times oh per person add, I have in my fort. Oh, no, I'm not gonna play. Oh yeah, I'm not that. doing that. No, no, play no, no, no. that. No, 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 no. Tasty. Everyone just gets a piece of pizza. That screw everyone. Just <laughs> one pizza if I discard a shovel. Nah, not worth it. Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we throw the dogs a bone and collect the finest hounds in Good Puppers. Next up, we hang with our besties, collect the coolest toys, and eat pizza in Fort. And lastly, we buy high and sell low. I mean, buy low and sell high in Black Friday. I'm your host, Celeste Angelus, joined by my intrepid fellow game explorers, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hello, hello, hello. And Mike Grenier. I am here. Yeah. Our first game up this week is Good Puppers, designed by Chris Seislick, published by Asmati Games in 2021. Number of players, 2 to 5, ages 9 and up. Playtime, 15 to 30 minutes. Ooh. Okay, Mike, what's in the adorable little box? Yes, it's a good box, isn't it? <laughs> what's in good the box? box, yes. The cover features a variety of adorable pups playfully facing one another in a circle, except, of course, for a cheeky corgi showing off his best asset, that infamous <laughs> wiggly corgi butt. Inside the box, we find 100 pup cards split across 10 different breeds and five little reference cards. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game is pup-tastic or dog-tired, Evan, give us a quick overview of how it's played. Good Puppers is a set collection card game where your mission is to gather groups of dogs in your yard. The pooches will bury valuable, valuable bones that are worth bonus points. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. The deck contains 100 dogs across 10 different breeds. Collect sets of dogs and unlock their abilities to make the bones they bury even more valuable. The larger the stack of dogs, the more powerful each played doggo's effect will be. The basic rules are this. Three dog cards in your hand. Play one dog card into your yard and activate their ability. Then draw your hand back up to three. Simple. Each breed has its own unique rule for increasing the value of bones at the end of the game. And if you have a fear of dogs, please don't worry. This game is not so... <laughs> rough. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That'll get us going. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yeah, we could, we could pun all day on this thing, probably. Well, how was it, Ed and Mike, meeting the good puppers people at PAX? Well, unsurprisingly, they were good folks. Just the kind of folks you'd think to have good puppers. Did they have a dog with them? No, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I wish. They were the kind of people that want you to play their game, too. You can tell that they were really loving what they put out there. They were super proud of it. Super good, proud boys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's published by Asmati. That's a big company. Mm, yeah. Uh, but uh, the people who were sh uh, showcasing this game were into it? I mean, everybody who walked by it was into it. They they saw the art from pretty far yeah. away. Mm. I think, the art. Oh, yeah. 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 Attractive. The wonderful. Art. The watercolor um, paintings, I think, are oh, super cute. My favorite art is the cat in a dog costume disguised oh, yes as a trying dog. to yeah. sneak in and be one of the dogs mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I belong here i belong <laughs> yeah it has like some weird costume on its head with floppy ears <laughs> and it's like trying to look inconspicuous mm -hmm. uh i think they call it it's a wild card it's called amaze doggo it is mm -hmm. uh it's that cat is looking mighty nervous <laughs> well, they won't you? figure out i'm uh <laughs> yeah these mm -hmm. puppies are not paying it enough attention to for it to worry <laughs> They're all having a good time in this art. Mm -hmm. These are the best of dogs, or dogs in their best states. Mm -hmm. You know, dogs have their bad states too sometimes, but these yes. are these are captured in their happiest, yes. most pleasant, pleasant poses. Almost makes you think you might want a dog. Almost. <laughs> makes makes me cat. think I it's, might it's want a dog. Yeah. If, if they were this idylllic, right. I mean, sure, sure. <laughs> if none of them are tearing up your sofa or pooping on your rug. So, uh, you know, 
We even might get fooled by just, this. Uh, just thing. the general odor. It didn't come with that. <laughs> in good puppers, there's no odor. That's true. There's no scratch and sniff cards in this game. But there is a game here, after all, actually. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's there right. Is a game. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. So. It, 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 they funded it by Kickstarter as well. They kickstarted this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they must have done very well. Has yeah. a has a game about cats or dogs ever failed on Kickstarter? That would be a good mm. research question mm. for board games. Yeah, oh I'm going to go ahead and guess and say probably, but you have to do it real wrong to fail. Like, I think you have a leg up. <laughs> yeah. if I you, spell uh, a top uh, 10. Top 10 uh, board you, game themes for to beat Kickstarter. Let's see. It would be, it'd be dogs, cats, space. What else? Babies. Uh, babies. babies. Dungeon babies. crawls. Yeah. Dungeon well, crawls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, candy. Uh, candy. They're zombies for a while. All right. So this game... Came with stickers. What? <laughs> stickers. Yeah, they're one of the Kickstarter bonuses. They're adorable. The game does no, not stick- require stickers, but it had stickers. Yep. Kicker stickers. Yeah, these are like for your laptop and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we know it's good looking. Comes with cool stickers. It's about dogs. How does it play? Get those bones and bury them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're collecting cards. We, we're looking for sets. Or or not, you know, mm-hmm. a diverse panoply of dogs also can potentially earn you bonus points. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all about how you're going to play the special activations or the special powers that the dogs unleash in your yard. Yep. And honestly, Evan, now that you bring that up, I feel like it's important to have a variety of dogs because you only get one bonus at the end of each uh, at the end of the game. In each of your columns. So in other words, That's if you right. have five of the same dog, you're only going to calculate one bonus for that stack of dogs. So you want to have a bunch of different ones so you have more potential things to add up and multiply to get your score. Yeah, start right. early. But having a lot of the same one could give you a big bonus because if you say you get X time the amount of this type of dog you have, that can mm-hmm. be a big bonus. That's yeah. right. Depending on how well you can increase the power of the bones that lie underneath that particular breed of dog or that dog, the, that, that dog buried. Yeah. Some of them are better at getting the bones and burying them. Other ones are better at multiplying and, and using the amount of bones that you have for scoring. So you kind of want to mix it up and have a couple that get you the bones and a couple that multiply them or you'll yeah. miss out on a lot of points. So games like this run the risk of balance problems where there can be a high frustration factor in just sitting around waiting for a decent combo to work on. But Mm -hmm. I felt this game was really well balanced in that I Mm -hmm. always felt like there was some option that I had Mm -hmm. either in my hand or in front of me uh, in the, you know, um, universal cards that everybody take to do something to do all the time. I can, Mm -hmm. I could double up something or get some kind of synergy going at any one point, which I liked a lot. I agree. There, there's always some sort of combo to go for, but as you play it more, you kind of go, wow, if I got this and then this, there'll be a really good combo. So now you start digging for the even better combo. Yes. And you always have something, though, that you can just sort of a generic to fall back on, which I liked a lot. I did like the fact that you could, that there were a bunch of different dog types. And I thought the way they blended the dogs and how they worked with the bones really well. I mean, mm-hmm. theme super well-informed play here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was, um, I, if we're talking about balance, like there was kind of a supposed balance factor of if you end up having the dog with the lowest number that you played, you end up going last to choosing last. Yes. But mm-hmm. you get an extra doggo that you can that you can play. So mm-hmm. I feel like that is actually a lot better. Going last gets you a lot more things on the table and and to be honest, there's no real terrible cards to play. There's nothing that's like a curse card or something right. like that that right. messes you it, up. It's an interesting uh put poll there because you no know, going first you get the shoes the first pick of the right. letter. Right. But going last you get two doggo you don't have really any control over what they are but right. you get two you get two you can only activate the bonus on one of them but that's okay you can still add more dogs to your yard yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes having more of them will get you more points yeah, and at the end of the game that's what i mean you know you have if basically if i went last every single time i would have you know twice the amount of dogs as anybody else and it wouldn't really matter 
which ones they were that much, I don't think, because, you know, having more is always better. There's no case mm. in which you have more of a dog and it's worse for you. I, I like to mix it up. I, I thought mixing it up was good because, yeah, having more is good, but sometimes you really need this particular power to activate the... Because all of them have a different special power. And you see one that goes, wait, if I have that one, right. I can really make use of it. Right. Sure. So that's when you want to go first. You you mm-hmm. see that dog out there in the in the shopping area where you're going to yep. shop for dogs. And you're like, I got to have that one. Let me make sure I go first. Right. And, and that kind of depends on what's in your hand, too. Right. Yeah. Because you choose which of the cards in your hand you play and they have a number on them. So certain breeds are each breed is kind of in a bracket of of numbers. You know what I mean? So you're always going in the lower half if you're going to pick a certain breed or the higher half if you pick a different breed. So I'm grouping my dogs by shepherd, not by loving, right? Right. Yeah, okay. By symbol. Because the symbol means, like this symbol means number of corgi. Yep. I got to pick a dog. Wait a minute. To put in her hand. Hold your horses. Hold your dog. Hold your dog. (laughs) Yeah. Dog. The hound. Release the hound. Release the hound. Goes in your hand. If you pick certain breeds at the beginning, you are just going to end up going first or last based on the breeds you pick, like earlier or later based on the breeds you pick. Because you're going to tend to eventually stick with breeds. I mean, you, you know, you want a variety, but you don't want everything because then you can't stack. Right. Yeah. There's what, 10 different breeds? <laughs> you can't, yep. have, you can't have them all. <laughs> we could try. You can try. You can definitely try. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury good puppers. Good puppers. Ed? <laughs> The pups here are so cute, and it's fun to trigger their combos. While I wonder if the puppers are going to run out of energy at some point, but I'm having enough fun that I'm going to have to dig up this good old pupper for now. Mike? I don't see myself playing this game a lot, but I do think that some of my friends will really like it, even if just to admire the really beautiful art. So I'll dig this bone up. (laughs) Evan? Good Puppers is a light, fun card game, obviously suitable for family play, old and young, nothing that offends anyone, and there's nothing wrong with this kind of light card game. Dig up that bone. I really want to stress the high-quality art here. It is lovely, and it's so cute. It's bound to put a smile on your face every time you take this deck of cards out. It is a worthy family night game. Dig it up. Who is a good papa? Let us know. We are at Which Game First on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. Hey, everybody. We just wanted to take a very quick second this week to say thank you so much to our patrons. Our patronage grows all the time, and we want to say thank you to our new patrons. Also, we want to remind you, if you do want more perks and content from us, you can get access to our exclusive patron-only podcast called A Bonus Appoints. Bonus Appoints. <laughs> Where we basically just commits about anything we can think of. We talk about all kinds of topics, usually game-related, but not always. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just more time you can spend with us. It's only three bucks a month to become a patron. We try to put out bonus points as often as possible. Ed, how many episodes do we have about uh, bonus points. I think we're up to like almost 70. Yeah. So you'd get Ooh. the entire back catalog for joining us and we would super appreciate it. Really helps us keep the lights on here. It helps us basically just cover the, the general expenses of running this podcast for you guys. And we hope you are enjoying getting these quick reviews for games that you may or may not want to play. It's just as good to hear about a game that you don't want to play ahead of time. Maybe even mm-hmm. better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thursday night is Witch Game First Night because every Thursday we are playing live on one of the many board game platforms and we're allowing you, we would inviting you to come and watch us and participate with us, helping us make our moves as we learn these games for the fir- <laughs> often for the first time. 7 o'clock Eastern Time every Thursday live you can catch us on youtube you can catch us on uh, twitch you can catch us also on facebook we are legion we are everywhere (laughs) see you there
Our next game up this week is Fort, designed by Grant Rodyak, published by Leader Games in 2020. Number of players 2 to 4, ages 10 and up, playtime 20 to 40 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what's in the box. On the outside of the box, we see a diverse group of kids throwing water balloons, riding skateboards, shouting, and pulling together scraps to build the word Fort. Inside, we have 68 kid cards, 22 other cards, 4 player boards, a victory track, 30 wooden pizza tokens, 30 wooden toy tokens, 4 wooden fort markers, 4 wooden score markers, and 4 reference sheets. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this is the best built game in the neighborhood... Evan, why don't you uh, grab your hammer and haphazardly nail us some rules together? (laughs) Fort is a deck-building card game, and the theme is all about being kids and hanging with your friends and ultimately building the best fort in the neighborhood. Now, as a kid, you want to grow your circle of friends and collect pizza and toys, which allows you to make upgrades to your fort's level. Your deck starts with 10 cards. Draw 5 into your hand and perform the actions for any card played. A card has two actions, a public action and a private action. All players can partake in your public action, but not your private action. That's special just for you. Actions include acquiring toys, acquiring pizza, upgrading your fort, discarding cards from the game, and of course, straight up victory points. Any cards you don't play from your hand end up in your yard, and those friends become available for the other kids to take. As your fort strength increases, you can hold more resources and improve your fort's lookout. You can also unlock made-up rules and perks along the way. The most victory points win, and this game is appropriate for people of all ages, especially those in their, wait for it, 40s. 40s. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Very much. Oh, boy. And I hand this broadcast back to my team. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sadly, I missed you playing this with you guys. You played it in person, right? Mm, That's right. Oh, the box is so cute. The art is, I would say, quite unique in its styling. I mean, it's it's unique, but it also follows the same uh, art style as the other games from Leader Games, which are all one syllable words mm-hmm. and uh, four letter words and have the same artist, uh, Kyle Farron. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like a bright, almost like combination of watercolor. And I don't, I don't know. It's just really unique. Yeah. Now, don't other games are Root, Vath, and Oath. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Yep. I think we played all of them, right? Yes. Yeah, we yeah, played them all play so them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, these characters too, like all of their characters, even though they're done with simple lines, like not a whole lot of detail, there's enough detail to really get their personality showing through. Now, is this a review copy from uh, PAX? Yep. We did. We got it from them at PAX. That's oh. right. So you got to see them in person. It must have been really nice to see people in human form again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt, wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long that it almost felt a little bit like awkward but in a good way i guess <laughs> to yeah see all those you're people. like do we shake hands is the... <laughs> right <laughs> you know what is the protocol here yeah. yeah like before i you know i know a lot of people personally that would be you know because it's fairly local and so i would normally just reach out for a big hug or you know high right. fives or whatever and this yeah. time i was like had to kind of ask hey is this handshake appropriate situation right. or you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 how do you yeah, even get ball. like you barely have to reach out to get the game the review copy now you can't like <laughs> yeah they push it across apart. the desk yeah yeah <laughs> like with a shuffleboard slider did they slide them out to you yeah they just back away really fast they, like, <laughs> what do they call those lazy susans they put them on one end and spin the, <laughs> right, sur- spin the desk around to the other side of the table <laughs> yeah. honestly I, no but i i would expect that could be a potentially uh some that happens in the future that's a good idea what <laughs> was the strangest part of being at pax unplugged this year oh boy i mean the social part for me that was the strangest part i bet it was a full-on that is a full-on convention like full I'm, i was surprised they ran it mm-hmm. um because it was well, this past december which was mm-hmm. right i guess right before the omicron crunch right it was at the early yeah, part of december was, but there were a lot less people there that were the yeah. last time we were there Mm-hmm. And, and they have less space. I mean, it was in the same 
physical location, but they were utilizing less of the space. It was clear that not as many people were there, and they were fully, they were checking the scene cards. Everybody yep. was wearing masks, so, you know, you had your, um, your wipes everywhere. So they were taking the precautions, and everybody was aware that we're in a pandemic. <laughs> right, sure. yeah. Hopefully sure. coming out of it, though. Hopefully coming mm. out. I hope so. You would know better than us with the shout out to Skeptics Guide to the Universe. I know SGU. they could use a pitch from us. So, <laughs> yeah, SGU. <right>. <laughs> They're um, going to bump 10% bump this week from our mentioning of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what does SGU think, Evan? What are they thinking about this Omicron? You think it's the end? Like the end, like a fireworks show? The end? It's, as they like to say in science, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> it's for another podcast, right? It's too <laughs> soon to say. It's uh-huh. too soon to say. But I'd say there's a, a fair enough chance that we'll see better days in the near future rather than worse days. Yeah. So let's proceed with cautious optimism. Yeah. Cautious optimism. Absolutely. Cool. But it was great to see people like, um, like Marshall Britt, uh, who's, who's one of the guys who's really all about promoting the games that are made by this company. And uh, he he's more than willing to, to hand us uh, review copies because, you know, we're personal friends, but also, you know, he listens to the show and uh, cool. he likes what we're doing around here. So, Well, we like what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Especially, I love the components of this game. I, they were great. Yeah. I mean, and the, the style, and it's kind of like a bunch of kids playing in a park with the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever toy or... Now, whatever made-up rule they can come up with. And their only currency is pizza and toys. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need? But even just down to your player mat, your player board, it has those nice inserts where you can rest your pieces so they don't go shuff- sliding all over your mm-hmm. board. I-, I just love that anytime mm-hmm. I see that. In the yeah, game. and they had a cool little cutout on the side, too, for your treehouse character that you like, kind of stuck into the treehouse. So, lookout position. Yeah, lookout, yep. yeah. Yep, that's right. They the, so you only need the symbol that's on that card, and it's kind of removed from your deck. So they just left a little cutout on the side of the board, so that just the symbol was going to show when you slide it in there, which is kind of nice. Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and your little player board had all the rules for the game for the most part because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a fairly simple game. Yeah, yeah, the cards and stuff too. They they used the real estate really well. I thought where you know everywhere you might need to reference the rules. They either had the big reference sheet on the side or right on the card. It like more more or less explained what you were supposed to do with that card. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah really the nice. iconography is a, uh, a bit on the, maybe on the heavy side, but it's not so much of it going on that it, it, it overwhelms you. Mm-hmm, but right. you definitely have to get your, your iconography down and, and having that side card showing me all of the different icons and what they do mm-hmm. was invaluable. Yeah, yeah You do great. need that reference card first starting off because symbology is a little bit of a language to first grab. So mm-hmm. yeah. you're like, oh, what did I mean by this symbol? Oh, stuff. That's it. It <laughs> looks like that. All right. Cool. Yeah, you didn't have to flip through a tw- you know the 50-page rule book or whatever to, f- to find the page with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was right there. Very handy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. good. They So leader games, I think that, from what I've seen from them so far, they like to take familiar mechanics and kind of tweak them and mess with them a little bit. So it kind of turns them on their head a little bit. It, it starts off as you know, a deck builder. And, you know, it's like, okay, I got 10 cards. And, oh, surprise, I'm going to take five of them and then start trying to, you know, build my deck. But the, the little bit of the follow the leader mechanic. And then, you know, if you don't use a card, other people can take them because they didn't get played with. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What's that about? Is that like you're leaving a toy on the playground and they're like, just they just grab well, it and start playing kids. with it? The, the yeah. cards represent kids, and they're and if you're playing with them, actually playing the card, they go into your deck card and they stay in your deck. But if you don't play with the kids, they go in the front of your yard, mm-hmm. and somebody else can say, "Hey, I'm going to play with you." Right. Yep, exactly. Right. It, it's really cool, like way to inform play. Yeah, I love that. Um, your best friends, which you start with, can't be stolen that way. But if you don't use the other kids in your deck, they're up for grabs for a whole round. So you're just like, oh, God, I want to do both of these actions, but I can only do mm. one. So there's a lot of hard choices to be made there. Mm-hmm. Now, for the theme, Evan, mm. you were Evan, you were saying um, the iconography is a little thick. What do you think for the theme is uh, the play too complicated? No, the play is not too complicated. I mean, and in particular for these game developers, you know, the folks at Leader Games and, and this this family of games, as I like to call it, 
This is, I think, their easiest game to grasp. Mm, yeah. um, also, the game that takes probably the least amount of time to play. It, it goes quickly. Plus, Celeste, everybody plays. Because, again, each each kid that a player plays has two different actions. There's a public action and a private action. Now, the private action is the action that only that player can take. But the public action, everybody gets to participate and do it if they can. Oh. Right. You have to play uh, no, a kid to have the same suit on them. And then you can do the same thing. That's That was a really cool rule, I thought. And it makes you really consider what you're doing because you could really be helping everybody else out just as much or even more so than yourself if you play the wrong card. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you have to be aware of what other players are going for and you don't want to help them push them over the finish line in a sense. <laughs> right, because it's almost like a free action for them when they get to do it. <laughs> but sometimes the action is so right for you, you can't help but do it. <laughs> True, it's, yeah. it's, right. it's a tough decision sometimes. It is. And I like how the, the game builds up on itself that way where the rules are relatively simple to follow, but as you play, you're realizing these little things. Oh, do I really want to do that? Because that'll help out Mikey more than it helps out me. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. And it, it kind of encourages deck diversity, too, because you need to have the same symbol as the card that the person's playing if you want to follow along. So mm-hmm. if you stack your deck with too many of one thing, yeah, you're sure going to have a huge action when you take that action. But also you won't be able to get those kind of free in-between turn actions where you're following somebody else's move. Yeah, so that that's a little push-pull on the, like... You no, know, making a very you no know, powerful deck based on one little suit. Like, yeah, every time I play this suit, I'll be able to power it up five, five. Or, but I won't be able to do anything else ever. <laughs> <laughs> I took a tip yeah. from Dominion where there's ways that you can thin your deck out a little bit. And I got it to the point where I had only three cards that were not in my hand at any given time. Mm-hmm. So I could you know, repeat the same action a lot of different times. And it was one that was leading me towards victory. But at a certain Mm -hmm. point, I had so many of one symbol that when I used it to get resources, I would get more resources than I could fit into my inventory. That's right. You're limited in the amount of stuff that you can carry and the amount of things that you can put in your backpack. And that's why raising your fort level is important Mm -hmm. because it opens up more space. You can hold on to more goods, Mm -hmm. which you ultimately do need to build your fort to the highest level possible. Yep, And that also leads to one other little tricky rule in the game, which is for one of the actions that you, you know on a card you play, you must do fully. If you cannot mm. do all of that action, you can't do the action. Right, Celeste. So if the action is I have to take two pizza slices, but I only have room for one, I cannot take the action to just fill my mm. last pizza mm-hmm. pizza place. I have to pass it. Yeah, or any other it. part of that action, too. And I got bit right. by that a couple times. I was like, darn it, I really wanted to follow, but I don't have any room in my inventory. <laughs> I know. So it's that's a good balancing uh, mechanism. Very good. Yeah, and the numbers don't get Pokemon big, you know what I mean? You can only fit four things in your ba- in your inventory and then two things i think in your backpack so you know it's not like you're managing 15 things over here and 20 over there you know it's it's simple but your backpack level is uh restricted to your fort level right exactly you open up more space having a bigger fort is really eventually how you win the game too because once you go up that fort track you get all the way to the end like at first you can change a rule it's called change. What is it called again? Changing the rules, or oh, it's called made up rule. Card. Made up rules. Made up. Yeah, you get made up rules, and then you get more space in your pack or something, and then eventually you get the chance to take the coveted macaroni sculpture. Yeah, the macaroni sculpture. Ed, Ed has a note on his script that says the macaroni sculpture is the MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and it is one of the way the game ends. When somebody makes the sculpture, up, oh, that's it. I can't top that. You're trying to get victory points to win, but if you get the macaroni sculpture, it's over, right? I mean, it's worth a lot of points, and the game yep, ends. triggers the end of the game. Right. Yeah. So, so it's only worth four points on its own, that's but a lot. if you got your foot all the way up that track, that's a lot of points. Right. It actually is. Yeah, four points is a good chunk in this game. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's kind of like, to me, it seemed almost like getting victory points during the course of the game. If you're going to do that, don't nickel and dime that. You're going to have to get a ton so that you'll force other people to wait until, you know, they catch up before they grab the macaroni sculpture. Celeste, I know you love games that have victory point counters that, you know, 
go up to 100 and then you get the times two times yep. three times yep. five marker for your five yep. no you don't you do not have to worry about that in this game the, the end of game triggers either by the macaroni or the first player to get to 25 yeah. points right. that triggers the end of the game so I you, to you like work that. my victory like points that. up without a foot i was just like i'm gonna leave my foot level at two because i had a hidden card that told me if my foot level was two i get extra points Mm-hmm. Now we could ignore upgrading the, the fort and just try to get bonus points all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we didn't really talk about that too much, but every player does eventually get to a choice of four different cards, depending on who gets there first. You know, there's less cards when you get there later, but it's kind of like a bonus points at the end of the game type of card. So that's what the that's what the new rules card does, right? Yeah, there are perks. Yeah, perk. Oh, that's yeah, right. It's a different thing called perk. Yeah, two different right. kinds yep. of cards. Made up and rules. Made up rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all gonna see them. We should just play them up face up. Well, no, that's that's not true. That's and not I, right. I don't know what you I know what you guys that. might have, but right. you won't. Especially because you don't know I'm what the cards that. are, you won't know what I have. Right. right. So like Evan, right now, if he knew what all four cards were, he'd know what I have. Right. Which is he should kind of know. You know what Secret I mean? Secret goal. Secret goal! So if you get there first, you'll know what all four of the different perks are, and you'll get to choose one. Um, So you'll have an idea what the other players might have taken also, and you can tell by what their play style is after that point of getting their perks. How dare you use that knowledge against me? That is, like, rude. (laughs) You gotta build that fort faster, Evan. That's all I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is you can't use the cards you're not taking to your advantage to try to sabotage moi. (laughs) Anybody you know, else? I don't know yes. what's really rude. Trashing your best friend. Oh man, that is. <laughs> rude. Uh, what's that? No, it's that you can tra- no, you can play a card and you can trash you no know, some of your friend cards, and it is allowed to trash your best friend. Oh, brutal! Rude. I mean, I know you can't get, you can't lose them, but you can actually dump them. That's hard. Yeah, you can trash them <laughs> if you're a rude person. Yeah, it'd have to be a weird circumstance where you're doing that though, because your best friend cards are actually pretty strong. But I can see a situation where it might happen that, no, you need to. <laughs> wow, Ed, you can see a situation where you trash your best friend? I don't know if I like where this conversation is <laughs> yeah, we'll, going. We will all remember that, Ed, for future reference. I'll remember that. Jeez. Uh, okay. Brutal. All right, I'm going to get you out of this, That's Ed. It. Okay, yep. explorers, it's time to <laughs> dig up or bury Fort. Evan? Fort is the easiest or most digestible of the later game family of games you know root oath etc it runs quick it's tight the rules are relatively easy there's not too much going on but there's not too little going on either the theme is great the artwork's great dig it up ed i really love the art and the theme of a bunch of kids just playing around in a park it's just a couple of plays. I already see the potential for so many combos I want to exploit. Yeah, the symbology can be a little bit intimidating at first, but that reference card will get you right up to speed quickly. So I'll dig this up to build the macaroni throne. <laughs> wow. That's a lot that's of macaroni. My, that's one of my best. That's one of my favorite dig ups of all time. <laughs> Game of elbows. <laughs> Mike. I was really sad losing some of my friends in the playground when I didn't play with them for a turn, but I had a great time building my fort. It was deep, but not overly complex, and for that, I will dig it up. Do you want more toys or more pizza? Let us know. We are at Witch Game First on all social media. Our last game up this week is Black Friday, designed by Friedman Fries. Published by Rio Grande Games in 2010. Number of players 2 to 5, ages 12 and up. Playtime 55 minutes. <laughs> um, no. okay. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. we'll talk about that, Celeste. All right, Mike, tell us what is in this surprisingly long, short-looking game. The cover shows a determined and angry bull and a rough and ready bear who seem to be taking a momentary respite from a knockdown drag out brawl as evidenced by their black eye and band-aids. Inside the box we see a game board, 140 briefcase markers, 5 stock markers, 2 silver markers, 20 silver bars, 20 gold bars, 5 player screens, 5 level cards, an interest marker, a cloth bag, 8 special action cards, 
20 subsidy cards, and some money. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this is a good return on our investment, Evan, give us a custom portfolio of rules. In Black Friday, you are a stock trader dealing in commodities in a super swingy world of markets. Oh yeah, super swingy. (laughs) You start with a modest amount of money to invest, trying to time the highs and the lows of the market. Buy when the price is low and sell when the price is high. Easier said than done. You can take subsidies from the government, but be careful, you're going to owe interest on that money. The more you get subsidized, the more interest you owe, leaving you less money to invest in the markets. See how that works? (laughs) Your trades impact the market, but it's the Wall Street Journal-triggered events that sends the markets either soaring or reeling. A pick bag is filled consisting of tokens representing the various stocks and some black-colored tokens, which, when drawn, severely impact the value of some of those stocks. As more black tokens get unlocked and thrown into the pick bag, the greater the chance of some very disastrous results. Gold represents victory points, and silver is how you get gold. Pick those up along the way as much as you can. The cost of silver in the game also acts as the game timer. As the cost goes up, the nearer the triggering of the end of the game becomes. A frighten as I'll read this from the publisher, a frighteningly realistic game that reflects the real dangers and opportunities of investing in the commodities market. Huh. Yes, that's how I felt about it. It was frightening, frighteningly realistic. Yeah. Right. Ah. Yeah, pretty much straight up gambling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what the commodities yeah, I was market say, is. Isn't that what commodities trading is? Gambling? <laughs> pretty <Basically>. much. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. It's not stable like Bitcoin. Was, <laughs> it, <laughs> pl- was it designed by a commodities trader? Uh, no. Well, I mean, Freeman Fryce is one of my favorite designers. He's mm. uh, the oh. designer of the game Power Grid. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. So, let, wait mm. a minute. Let's just quickly talk about this uh game the look of this game i mean the look it has a it has a disconcertingly mass market look to it Mm -hmm. Mm. right it's just sort of boxes and and gradients and colors and not much else i I don't even see gradients on here (laughs) i mean i'm looking at (laughs) two shades of green in different boxes (laughs) but i wouldn't call that necessarily a gradient (laughs) i think the overall the overall board has like a light dark a light center dark edge gradient but that's it yeah i can see that okay okay (laughs) but yeah they didn't go too crazy on the graphic design here no some primary (laughs) colors some stock sketch art and the the money looks like I don't know. Yeah. Mon- is that like Monopoly except with a pelican on it? I mean, what's <laughs> it's up? A, I think it's a vulture. Oh, I mean, it's a like vulture. a, a buzzer. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Hard to tell. That's a lot of commentary, I think, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we played it online, so we didn't get to even see this money. But but yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it looks like an angry cartoon buzzard. So you played it on Yukata, right, Ed? Yeah, we played this on Yukata, <laughs> and it, we um, Sparhawked quite a bit, oh my as God. you say. <laughs> so, Yukata.de, notorious for its mm. uh, some difficult, old-fashioned programming. So, mm. occasionally, you need to hit some extra buttons. Yeah. And mm. if you don't, you forget to end your game, and we call that Sparhawk, because yeah. she's the original designer. It's weird to me how that... It's like mostly just a no nonsense interface, but there's so many extra buttons to hit. It's like go extra somewhere else, not in like turning your turn over to somebody else. Like so it's weird. really weird. Yeah, it's very it weird. It is. And yeah, it's constant. You want to end? Are you sure you want to end? <laughs> Are you sure you want to <laughs> end? Click here and it's over. Yeah. Click there and the next person is notified that their turn's coming up. Click here uh-huh. and your turn <laughs> is actually over. Uh-huh. And- yeah, especially in this one because there's a lot of... um manipulating of the briefcases because when you 
sell something, you put a briefcase on the in the bag, and you have to pick which one you're going to use. Although you only have a choice of one usually. Right, you almost never have choice right. of like, two. They're giving you a choice when there isn't a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, why I was so confused. I thought yeah, I was wait, taking what? my action back, and because I, I was like, wait, I just clicked on that, didn't I? <laughs> Am I putting another one? Oh, What's going no, on? A <laughs> no, I, I, I want to sell this color, and now you have to choose one of your briefcases to put in the bag, and so I'm going to pick this one. You have to pick the color that you said you're gonna buy. Okay. Yeah, right, and there's no wilds. <laughs> it's like I don't know. No. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I mean, yeah. that's terrible. I mean, a button when you don't actually have a choice—that's brutal. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, I th- think the reason they have it that way because sometimes you do have a choice. Oh, you buy silver. It doesn't matter. You have to put one of your shares in there. It doesn't matter what color it is. Mm-hmm. You have to pick one. Right. But other times when you're like, oh, I'm selling, you know, my orange share. Well, you have to put an orange chair in the, the table. Right. right. And it would have mm-hmm. taken an extra, a little extra time in programming to get rid of that button for the times when Correct. you don't. No, <laughs> right. It's like right. only give you the choice when you actually have a yeah. choice. Exactly. And it's like, hey, all right, Yukata.de is old school. They aren't yeah. making a billion dollars here on these, <laughs> on these no. games. No, they're, yeah. not. You know, ask, they're not owned by Admodi. You know? no. yeah. Exactly. Asking them to take the extra a half a day or whatever it would take it to program it is not worth it and i'm just thinking like you know the amount of times they ask you if you want are you sure you want to do that action very seldomly have a way to undo the action you just did (laughs) (laughs) like are you sure well i guess i have to be right because there's no undo so i'm pretty damn sure (laughs) you better be sure because we're not gonna let you take it back when you hit the you sure button Sure you want to make that bad choice? Okay. Oh, it's like they're reminding you how bad of a choice you made. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the game, I'm from Yukata, our oh, beloved yeah. Yukata. We, 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 we do, do love Yukata. We come uh, back. Hey, I'm not oh, canceling yeah. my account anytime soon. Yeah. That's for sure. There is, there is a definite charm to the lack of flash. The lack <laughs> no, of pizzazz. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes me back to 2004. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the way. So do you think Black Friday was programmed a long, long time ago? Does it seem like an earlier programmed game? Kind of. I think in the 2012, maybe 13. Yeah. Kind of, That's maybe a long that time thing. ago now, guys. <laughs> Shut up. Well, the, game, the board up. game itself was released in 10, 2010. So uh, wow. I guess a few years, maybe That's a few a years later. It came yeah, over a decade. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I know, but that, but no, 2010. That was yeah. Oh, oh I guess it was yeah. Over <laughs> a decade. <laughs> All right, Yikes. so this decade-old game, uh, <laughs> wow, of of cheating and, or what is it? Is of of gambling? Of gambling? Gambling. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, is it worth 55 minutes of your time? How did mm-hmm. it play? Oh, ask ask us if it was worth ninety minutes of our time oh, because no. that's how long that's how long it took us to play. <laughs> yeah, it did ninety. Now was 90. a lot of that due to Sparhawking, or is this game just yeah? Well, some of it was definitely Sparhawk. Yeah, learning the learning the interface in general was really kind of tricky. Like especially like what you were talking about with the two suitcase deal. Like it yeah. was hard to understand what I was actually doing at that point in the game. So, I know the suitcases jump around a lot. They go from. Uh, from the general commodities bin to these tracks, from these tracks into the pick bag, and then the pick bag, they come out. And so, you know, follow the bouncing suitcases, it felt like, for a while. Because we come into our Thursday night game, you know, playing a game for the first time, you sometimes just, like, only know enough of the rule to get by. So when the interface is helping us, we might not necessarily understand what's going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Right. Yeah, that happens a lot on these online games. Um, and I actually watched a video. There are a few videos about how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I found them moderately helpful at best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found myself pausing a lot and going back and trying to, yep. you know, follow. So I think there's sort of this inherent lack of intuitiveness to the game. You really have to pay attention mm-hmm. and study it a bit before giving it a real attempt to play. What I usually do is I watch uh, a replay of somebody else's game to see like what the turns look like and you know what they're doing during their turn, and that didn't help me out either in this one. <laughs> 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 and right off turn one, I gotta say, I, I just want to throw this in there, you know, before we get going. <laughs> turn one, I noticed the feeling of existential tax dread when, <laughs> when I realized we have very little money to invest and. 
the best way to get your your platform going was to start off with one of those subsidies. I was like, no. Right. And by by very little, just to be clear, what Mikey means is zero. You start off with yeah. zero bucks. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, we didn't shares. start with ten dollars. I thought we started with ten. No, bucks. we start with zero bucks. Um, and a few, uh, a few shares. shares. I think right. start off with five shares. Yeah. Uh, so, so you can sell one of your five shares and make money, and because you know it's worth what seven bucks at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can take the twenty dollars of free government money. <laughs> free no cheese. No problem. Yep. You got to pay us one dollar. A turn for the rest of the game. That's right. Yeah. It's the it's like mafia terms. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> you could sell all your stocks to buy other stocks that cost the same price, or you can take a loan. <laughs> I mean, I was maxing out my subsidies about halfway through the game, so oh the last God. half of the game, I was paying maximum interest on everything. <laughs> what was the maximum interest? What was it? Uh, did it get how many subsidies did it get to? Six or eight? I think we got up to like eight subsidies, so we yeah. were paying like eight bucks a turn oh. for our taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Just to just to stay alive, mm-hmm. and, some... and then and also there's more of those black briefcases going in the pick bag, and this is where things get really crazy. Mm-hmm. The black briefcases as they get picked you should pick seven at a time a handful basically more seven of them come out at one time the more blacks in that handful or that set of seven that come out it impacts the value of the other stocks that are not black Mm -hmm. and they wind up sinking in value so it's so towards the end of the game there seems to be or last half of the game there's this sort of you can feel the tilt the balance swinging Mm -hmm. into the bear Mm -hmm. markets yeah and you can see these stocks are are some of them are getting more valuable, but most of them are not getting more valuable. Yet your interest rates are going higher. <laughs> yeah. That you got to pay right. back on it's the loan. Trap, and even right? if you go to sell those stocks, you're selling them at a lower price than what they once were. So there's that that that's a frustrating part. Price adjustment. Price, price adjustment. adjustment. Please adjust oh. it well. Oh no! Did, did it orange work? go down again? Yes, it did. Ugh. How? Why is red still going up every time? Why is the silver now 44? I'm dying here. So I hope no one. Yeah, no one else had yellow anyway. So they're nah, I sold all anyway. my yellows. And of course, they went up the minute I sold them. It's like there's somebody, some troll out there just waiting to see what I do. Like some, <laughs> some stock market troll. He's like, oh, he's selling? Yeah, it's time to, time to nah, make the values. Nah, nah, yeah. Is there a section of the game where you have to stop and call your investor? Let them know what's happening. <laughs> Hell no. Margin calls, like in the middle of the game. Thankfully, is this no. The SEC? No way. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, a yeah. black market. Yeah, this Black is Friday, brutal. black market. <laughs> but there, it ended up at the end of the game where I, I held on to the orange stock. It's the stock I started with, and I was like, I'll oh, build yeah. on it. I'll buy a bunch. And as the other things come out of the bag, the likelihood that the one that you've invested in that hasn't come up yet goes up, and it'll be worth mm-hmm. more, supposedly. Although if you draw really poorly, every time there's a chance to draw stocks out of the bag and you just draw black suitcases instead, well, you've invested all your money in a stock that is now worth $4 and you started off the game with it valued at 7 mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. So now you can't even sell stocks to buy other different stocks because they're mm-hmm. worth less than you paid for them. Yep. It's like a losing situation. And and now everybody else is saying, well, I'm going to get rid of the stock now, too. That lowers the price even further. Every time somebody sells a share, the price drops. All right. I got a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll be taking subsidies or selling your green stock. Oh, you don't have any green stock. Red stock. Your red stock. Yeah, but but if it goes up and to the right or something, it's going to be worth 36. (laughs) I'm going to. I sold one oh, early, okay. and I, it was a mistake, I'm I don't sure, have a green but I'll see what happens. Sell. That, that last round of the game, you should have seen that, that stock board. I think <laughs> four of the five stocks were all at four, which yep, is the lowest which is the they lowest. can be. And maybe one was at like 16 or something. And I think no, one was I, like close to 100, yeah, one was actually. 80. It, was, it, it was untouchable. No one could afford it. Yeah, four of them so down yeah, to but, the minimum score and one of them at $80. <laughs> So <laughs> it's like, so if you bought that at seven and you were like, yeah, I got five of these red ones now. Look at all the money I got. Bling, bling, making it rain. But I had to sell my red one because you can't, you can't not pay the interest if you, you're, you're forced to sell. <laughs> yeah, if you are forced to sell. If you can't pay the interest, you have to sell everything you can until you can pay the interest. Yep, or oh, take oh, more subsidies. So- oh my gosh, why not? <laughs> Breaking thumbs is less painful. So was, was this a painful game to play or was it fun? 
I mean, I had fun, but <laughs> we're about to find it out. Was a train wreck and train wreck to fun to watch sometimes. Yep. Yes. Was yeah, the game a train point. wreck or was the theme like it, it was the scene? It was just the how bad our our trades were going. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll I'll tell you in my dig and bury. Yep. Here what? we go. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury black market. Give it to us, Mike. Well, usually when I play a stock market game, I feel like I have a decent amount of agency despite some random occurrences that they throw (laughs) into the game. This felt like luck ruled the day and just kept punching me in the face over and over again. (laughs) My choices (laughs) seemed very arbitrary. Uh, For that reason, I've got to bury this game. Ed? The stock market did feel so random in our playthrough. But after looking at the rules, there were ways to manipulate the odds. It may be a bit of a gambler's trap here, but I want to try my luck again. And so for that reason, I'm going to dig her up and hope to ride the bull without getting mauled by the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Evan? Black Friday is straightforward, but at the same time somewhat convoluted. Can I even say that? (laughs) It's swingy. And although I love pick bags and games, this is what facilitated those swings. However, I'm curious enough to give it another try because having played it once and doing terribly at it, (laughs) I feel the need to clean my palate and my conscience. So I dig it up. (laughs) I'll play it with you. So why does that bear have a black eye? Let us know. We are at which game first on all social media. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We would love it if you contacted us on social media or on Discord. We're there every day. And if you get a chance, please leave us a rating, a like, or a review on one of your podcatchers, wherever you listen to this podcast. That would help us a ton. If you're just sliding through and get a minute, please hit us with some stars or some comments. And if you'd like more perks and content from us for just $3 a month, you can go to our website and click on Become a Patron today, and it will get you access to our exclusive patron-only podcast called Bonus Points. Bonus Points. Good chat. Bonus Points. <laughs> Happy gaming, explorers. Uh, yes, I'll take 200 in wheat, 300 in pork bellies, and 1,000 in silver. What, what? <laughs> hey, I need more of that angel here for my sculptor. Yeah. Ride the bull. All right, my turn. All right, one more round, guys. All right. All right, All right. Cool. Actually, you're first player, so exit. We got Wait, let me get this one big turn. Damn it. <laughs> I have a ham slammer of an action in here. I'm getting it. <laughs>